2: Dr. Charles Mayo, who is one of those doctors who helped found the Mayo Clinic, here's his quote, worry affects the circulation, heart, glands, the whole nervous system, and profoundly affects our health. I've never known anyone who died of overwork, but I know of many people who died
0: of worry. The Bible mentions worry many times, as it also does God's remedy for worry. That doesn't stop us from worrying, though, does it? It seems we can't help but to try to fix tomorrow's problems today. If we can't solve that one, we try to figure out a way to repair the mistakes of yesterday, last week, or last year. As Pastor Mark will teach, Jesus spoke about worry as well. He also provided a solution, as we will hear about from Pastor Mark trusting in god and letting him take care of today as well as tomorrow is the way to keep ourselves healthy body mind and spirit remember there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of pastor mark's teaching we'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast now here's pastor mark with part 1 of his message god's solution to worry
2: morning. Good to be here with you. Amen. You can turn to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12 is where we're at. Well, the interesting title this morning that I've come up with is God's solution to worry. Now, realistically, there's probably three or four people here, a couple in Sebastian, maybe 10 in Melbourne, that this applies to. The rest of you can just relax Sit around because worry is not a part of your life anywhere. Uh, maybe not. This is a true story I want to tell you. The picture is interesting. It's a picture of crude oil, and I'll read you the story. Leela returned home from work to find crude oil covering her home's floors and spilling from the toilets, a bathtub, and the sinks. The research company in the area had basically owned many wells and they're trying to figure out where in the world the oil came from. Their one theory is that the house may have been built on an abandoned well that was not properly plugged. That's why all the crude oil coming up into her house. Now let me ask you a question. If this is an oil well under her house, are all of Leila's worries over? <laughs> no, actually causes what? More worries. So we're going to talk about that today. Don't somebody say, I'm adding that to my oil list. God, I like an oil well under my home. That will not work. God won't give you one, but we're going to learn that God has five solutions to this very common area that we all experience, every single one of us, called worry. Now, remember, Jesus was talking about the rich man that kept trying to get richer and richer and richer. He wasn't rich toward God. He just was rich with the things of this earth he was talking about. How to defeat greed. Well, you'll understand this morning as we go through greed and worry are directly connected. We begin in Luke chapter 12, down to verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, remember, he's talking specifically to his disciples, but there's about 10,000 other people listening. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, here's a command do not worry. About your life, what you will eat, about your body, what you will wear. For life, more than food, body, more than clothes. Here's the definition for worry this morning. To worry, to be anxious about, to be pulled in two different directions. Realistically, you could say this worry equals what if? What if? What's going to happen? Jesus says, don't worry about food, clothes, stuff, the physical things of life. And we learn that life does not consist in the abundance of things. Nothing wrong with things. God gives us richly to enjoy all things. But that's not life. Life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's the spiritual thing that life is about. It's our eternal values. Now, why does Jesus start this teaching in this section and say to the people, don't worry? Well, the reason is everybody worries. So that's why he says it to you and I this morning as well. I want you to turn to your neighbor, with everybody get your finger, get your finger ready with me, come on, come on, everybody get your finger, I want you to turn right to your neighbor and say this, I worry just like you do, come on, I worry just like you do. Now is there anybody didn't do that, we're going to get them and have them come up front because I'm going to say you worry. We know that's common in this room, I don't want you to start thinking about your worries, we'll do that later because then you won't hear a thing, I'm worried that you won't hear a thing you'll say. Now, here we go. Here's the first of five solutions that God gives us. Now, you notice as I go through these five this morning, it's not man's solutions. It's God's solutions. You know that life is not about you and me. It's about God. And so you'll see that as we walk through it. Here's the first one. God's worry solution number one. Obey God's commands. All of us worry about our future, our health, our family, our finances. The list goes on. Your favorite team playing this afternoon. You're worried about them. Lord, help us. Now, Miami, once in a while, we have a miracle. You never know what happens with the dolphins. Other than that, it's not pretty normal. I don't worry anymore. Jesus reminds us something important. Real life that God has given us is greater blessing than food. And in fact... God created a body for you in the image of God. And that is really greater than anything we can put on the body. And so he says, cut it out. Now, remember the what if. It's a common way to worry. Well, way back in the beginning, Adam and Eve were created. And for a couple nights in the row, Adam came home late. And Eve became worried. And one night she said to Adam, Adam, you're running around with other women. <laughs> and Adam responded, Eve, you're crazy. There's only one of you on the earth. How could I be running around with other women? Well, what, what is this what if game stuff? So he just kind of set her straight, quarrel ended, and he went to sleep. That way, during the night, he was awakened. Eve was poking on his chest. I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm counting your ribs. <laughs> I'll wait while you get it. I'll, I'll wait. You know, uh, and, remember? out of the rib came Eve. Okay, now you got it. See Now, what is that? That's crazy worry over absolutely nothing. I thought, because I looked this up the other day, I, I remember teaching on worry course many times because it's all through the Bible. But... I remember the statistic and I can't believe it's the same. Same today. Look at this statistic. 85% of what we worry about never happens. Eighty, not ten percent. Eighty-five percent. So when you think about that, we worry about these things. So 85% of the time will never even happen. What if it does happen? As you look and it happens to you, you look back and you go, I couldn't have done anything anyway. So what in the world was I worrying about it for? So here's what happens, and I'll give you a number of these things today. Sometimes we don't understand the ramifications of worry. Here it is. Write this down this morning. Worry, it steals our joy and our peace. It just steals it. It robs it. It takes life right out of us. And that's why Jesus says, command, do not worry. Look at verse 24. He gives kind of two illustrations. This is the first one. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or a barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable... Are you then the birds? Remember in creation, God created the birds and the other animals from the start. And right from the start, he provided food for them. Now, if you watch a bird or a squirrel, God has provided food for them. But notice, how did they get their food? No, they have to go dig the worm. They have to get the nut out of the ground. It's the same for us. You'll see that God provides everything for us. But we don't go, no, because the Bible has a statement for that. It's called lazy. And here's the other statement. If you don't work, what's the Bible say? Some of you don't know that. Listen up. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. Now, why is that? Well, God's going to provide it, but I got to do my part. Amen. Could I hear a big amen? Come on. Come on. What's wrong with our world today? (laughs) Um, That's another topic. We're not going there. By the way, I do not go to politics. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what is he using this raven's thing for? Well, what he says is, I provided for them from the beginning. I still provide for them today. Aren't you more valuable than them. Notice, how much more valuable are you than the animals? Why? Because we're creating the image of God. Remember back when God created Adam and Eve. He didn't say to Adam and Eve when he created them. Adam and Eve, look out here. There's one tree that you can eat from. That's it. One. Actually, it looks a little sickly, the tree does, but the fruit will be okay. One. Is that what God said? No, he says, here's thousands of trees you can eat from, thousands. One, keep your hands off. Do you understand the generosity of God? See, he didn't say one. He said, it's all yours. He loves to richly provide for us. And we're much more valuable because we're spirit beings than any animals he created. Then look at verse 25. He uses another great illustration. This is a kind of a practical illustration for me. And who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? That word has two actual meanings. Here's the first one. If I worry, question for you and me, if I worry, can I add extra time to my days on earth? What's the answer to that? No. By the way, uh, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow isn't here yet. Can I do anything about yesterday? No, except maybe learn from it. Can I do anything about tomorrow? No, and I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Wouldn't you like to add an extra hour sometimes? By the way, pretty soon in a week or two, whenever that is, we'll have a daylight savings change. We get an extra hour. Praise God. You say, well, that just does this away. No, because in the fall we lose it. So you you understand the... We are not going to get extra time. And by the way, when I worry, I decrease the time. Now, here's the one that's personal to me. It doesn't only mean time. It means inches. Here's my question. If I worry, can I add extra inches to my height? What's the answer? Uh, No, I cannot. Now, obviously, that's that way. You know, one of my favorite guys in the Bible is Zacchaeus. He was known as a short little man. I relate to that. Five, seven. Jesus talked to him. And remember, Zacchaeus had to climb a tree to see Jesus. And it's a sycamore tree. So here's what I want you to write. This is what Jesus is trying to say. Worrying solves nothing. And accomplishes nothing. You and I can't add an hour. I can't change my height. Now, I can change my weight. That's another whole sermon. When you look at that, what solution do I have? Well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be 7 11. But that's my new body. It doesn't matter about time because time is forevermore. Vance Habner, a great pastor, he says this Worry like a rocking chair will give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. All of us spend time. We get done. We worried for 10 or 15 minutes. Nothing accomplished. Simply a waste of our time. Now, remember where worry occurs. It's in the mind. That's the battlefield. It's our thought life. Everyone in here has worries. But people don't know it because it's in the mind. Now, it affects us. You'll see that later. So Jesus is just basically saying, be careful. Now, watch how he summarizes his statements. Verse 26. Since you cannot do this very little thing, an inch, an hour, why do you worry about the rest of the things you're doing? Because the problem is the same thing. Worry solves nothing and accomplishes. Nothing. If I say to you Mayo Clinic, you're familiar with that. Dr. Charles Mayo, who is one of those doctors who helped found the Mayo Clinic, here's his quote. Worry affects the circulation, heart, glands, the whole nervous system, and profoundly affects our health. I've never known anyone who died of overwork, but I know of many people who died of worry. You can worry yourself to death, but you can never worry yourself into a long life. Here's what I want you to write. We're not reminded of this often enough. Worry, negative us spiritually Emotionally and physically. That's the whole being. Body, soul, and spirit. Not positive, negative. But the male corporation never really came up with this truth. The Bible has it. Proverbs twelve twenty-five. An anxious heart, a worried heart, weighs a man down. That's why Jesus says, don't worry. And then he goes, in verse 27, to another, not animals, but now it's the green things of life. Consider how the wild flowers grow. Now, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of them. 28. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, two words I'm going to ask you to circle in your Bible, They're key words. The field, which is here today, and circle it, tomorrow is thrown into the fire. How much more will he clothe you, you of little, circle it, faith? So Jesus says this. The same creator that created the animals, the plants were actually created before the animals. That same creator, he gets them soil, he gives them rain, he gives them sun, he provides for them. That creator, he loves you and I more than them, and of course he's going to provide for us. We're worth more. Because we were created, we're spirit beings, we were created in the image of God. Here's God's worry solution number two, write it down. First, I have to understand and obey God's commands. Number two, trust God's promises. In both of those illustrations about the animals that he created and here, the grasses and so forth, he says, you're more valuable to them. If I provide it for them, I will guarantee you, I will provide for you that's the promise that comes from tomorrow now that key word that I ask you to circle is tomorrow you know what much of our worry is about it's tomorrow what if now here's what happens when we worry about tomorrow what happens to today I'm not enjoying today Because I'm worried about tomorrow. Remember, there's a psalm that says this. This is a day the Lord has made. Please worry about tomorrow. (laughs) Is that what the scripture says? No, this is a day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad. Say it with me. Today. But we don't realize it. Somebody wrote something fantastic. I'll read it to you. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. Wow, how brilliant. You see, what can I do about yesterday's troubles? One thing I can do is learn from it. Can I go back and change yesterday? No, I cannot. Now, why am I worrying about tomorrow? Tomorrow might not even come. So here I have today, the only day I'm promised, and it's gone because I'm either living in the past or worried about the future. Now, when you think about wasting that, Jesus says something pretty strange. It's not encouraging to us. Look at the last part of verse twenty-eight. You of little, say it with me. You of little faith, little faith. What does he mean? Jesus says over and over in the scriptures, all over, Old Testament, New Testament. God says, do not worry. When we disobey his commands, i.e. worry, it's because we don't believe his promises. Now, when I mention the word sin to you, lots of things come to our mind. I don't even need to go through them. They're all through the scripture, 10 commandments, lots of different things. He that knows to do right, doesn't do it. Sin. Lots of definitions for sin, but this one will surprise you. Here it is worry is defined as a sin because it's caused by our lack of trust and faith you know when jesus said do not worry he starts his teaching do not worry he's not like suggestion number 1 no this is a command it's a command so worry is actually a sin it's uh, we know god can take care of us but in my mind i'm questioning will he I know God can do anything, but will he really provide for me? So if I have little faith, there's going to be lots of worry. If I have lots of faith, there's very little worry. See, because it's all in the mind. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, where can I I get faith? How can I believe in the promises of God? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So here's what you want to write. This is how it works. We increase our faith by reading, not just reading, and believing God's word. You can't just read it. I have to fight and believe it. I can't see it, but I know God's promises are true to us.
0: We found out what the Bible has to say about worry, some of the solutions for worrying. Pastor Mark also shared what worry does to our physical bodies. He also told us what Jesus said worry does to our spirits. Our challenge is, of course, to decide to believe what God says about worrying and to trust him, and to choose to live our lives his way. Maybe you're listening right now, and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. In the next part of this message, Pastor Mark will be teaching about the correlation between worry and faith. We'll be reminded how much God loves all of his creation, but especially mankind. After all, he gave his son to die to redeem us. We need to remember that the more we trust God, the less we'll worry, and the more he can bless us so that we can bless others. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry